0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by the one and only Holiday. So thanks for joining us today, Holly. Thank you
1: for coming into the lair of the dark side. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. You know, I've been dark side approved for a while. So, you know, I'm definitely happy to be in the lair. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have been down. O-Face has been down. one. Hell yeah. Some day one. Hell yeah. So uh, Holly, um, I, you know I've been wanting you on the show for a minute now. Um, we did a Q&A for the website back in April, so I'm gonna do my best not to ask the same questions, but I do have some questions about some of your answers that you gave me too. So are you ready to roll? I guess I think. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this. So on the Q&;A that I did, you know back in April, I'd asked you know what inspired your you know the holiday character. And you had mentioned that your trainers had, you know, gave you the idea they wanted you to do something dark and they wanted you to have face paint. So when they told you that, was there anything that you look back at, like in a horror movie or a wrestler from the past that kind of inspired
1: what you were going to do when they asked that? I know everybody wants some, like, really cool story from this. I feel like everybody's hoping they get some dynamic answer. And I was like, no, not at all. No, it was it was legit. It was one of those things. I'm a student. I'm only working student shows. Hey, we need this by this weekend. You want to be on the show? Can you do this? I want to be on the show. I'm a student. I'm not doing shit. Yes, I want to be on the show. What do you need? Okay, you don't. You don't have any direction for me. Okay, I'll just make it happen. Like, it was all like it came together. Came together like in a matter of days. It was like I said, they they needed something dark for like this group they were trying to do. They needed it this weekend. I had enough training. They're like, all right, we can use you in it. Can you do this? It, it was very. It was very random. Like how everything came together. I mean. Over time, holiday is something I've been able to develop or whatever. Like, I can't take credit for the initial look or whatever. It was it was randomly thrown together. But uh, something I mentioned a lot. Uh, my trainer Gangrel always said, like, you know, whatever you present out to the people, it has to be genuine. It has to be real. Because if not, they will tell. They can, they will feel that. And he's someone that's challenged me to go to my own dark place and figure out who holiday really is. So, that's exactly exactly because you make a really good point because like
0: if you don't believe in what you're doing the fans will see that and they won't be into it like i've seen plenty of times on tv wwe as an example where you see the wrestlers you could just tell they're portraying a character that they don't want to do it's like they're being forced and then you could tell when someone's doing something they love like matt hardy when he was doing the broken stuff back in impact you could tell that was him he loved and that was his baby you know that broken character so I totally get it and all, and um, so you said everything was, like, really random, so as far as, like, the face thing, was that something that you were good at right from the get-go, or did that also oh, no, no, that? No. Oh, no, No, Not at all, all right.
1: Again, like, when I said it was random, all thrown together, just like a baseball, somebody hits you with it, boom, it's like, go, literally, go find some fucking material, like a fucking costume, like, mm-hmm. it was- Boom, a pie in your face. No, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at all. <laughs> well, um, I have
0: to say, you're doing really good at it after doing it for so many years. And also, um, quick question about that. How long does it typically take you to put the face panel on?
1: You know what I'm about to say in this answer. I feel like you know. I know, but I was hoping that you
0: would actually give me. I know it's your mood <laughs> ring and all that.
1: Yes, the mood ring changes with the mood, okay?
0: Exactly, you know, like, like at um
1: to answer
0: there that goddesses of war back in July you could tell you were hot because you know the mood you had the sweaty face paint you know kind of like look hey I mean you
1: know your mood does change with the weather it affects us all you get a little hot you get a little irritated you know your face might melt I'm not the only one <laughs> I'm not alone here in that
0: yeah, yeah. exactly yeah I, I mean it was pretty hot out there and you know the fact that you're actually wrestling and that it was, it was crazy like because i i know that's not you know your typical kind of environment for wrestling you know you're traditionally indoors so outdoors is Maybe. Kind of new for
1: professional know. wrestling independent wrestling you you're ready for anything i've wrestled in fucking like i don't know in texas i don't want to call them barns or something but it's like one of those fairs where it's just dirt all over the floor like it's independent wrestling you you're ready for any and everything some days you get you know some stadium stuff and the next day you know you got this and i mean we're dealing with the pandemic so a lot of stuff is outside right now just because a lot of buildings have restrictions so we make do and do what we got to do the show must go on always exactly like that's the cool thing about independent pro wrestling like when we
0: went to Primetime wrestling in march it was in a warehouse, like you literally saw like everything like stocked up like it's literally they just put a ring into like a warehouse and everything like that. So I like that. I think it's cool and it's fun. It's different. Um, going back to like the whole holiday stuff. So um, one of the questions I have for you, I'm really interested in learning. So you're holiday at the end of the day. You are very popular. I know prior to COVID, you are regularly on the road. You're being booked all the time. Um, you seem to be really popular. You have a very strong fan base both times that I've gone to the events that you were at, you got a line at your table. So I have to ask, like, how does it feel being Holiday, being a wrestler that promotions all over the world, want to book, fans want to meet? So how does it feel being in that, you know, spotlight?
1: I don't feel you know, what you feel. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm that popular. Like, I, I understand I do have fans and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I don't want to say like I'm not nobody, but I don't feel like, I don't walk around like oh, oh, move out of the way, you know. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel that. I feel like, I feel like there's still so much more for me to do. I feel like I could still be doing a lot more. I feel like I could be further than where I'm at in my career and stuff. So like, I don't, I appreciate when people like you you come and say that and stuff. But to me, I feel like. Uh, not to downplay myself, but like I, I don't know, I'm not nobody. I still like there's still stuff for me to do. There's still more places I want to be booked. There's still more things you know I want to work on and and places I want to work at. And so I, I don't know. I feel like I, I you know I, I'm a professional in my craft or whatever, and I take it seriously. But that's I, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I'm nobody. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't if that answered your question. I don't. know uh, no, I totally get what you're
0: saying because like you know as a wrestler you don't you know necessarily like look at it through like our perspective like because for you like us meeting you is like a big deal like you know like I drove three and a half hours to come you know specifically see you at the event you know me and my wife and it's like you know if no random people God, I, gonna... <laughs> yeah <laughs> if she's actually in the shower right now she might stop in after recording and say hi but yeah like you know people come to see you and get photos and it like really makes their day and all like, you know, some wrestlers, they don't really think about that. And I brought it to brought it up to some wrestlers They don't really know the kind of impact they make. Like people think that, Oh, I'm not in WWE. I don't, you know, have that same kind of, you know, magic to, you know, to me. And then like, you all really do. Like, if you're a big fan of the Indies, you know, meeting any of y'all is like equivalent to, you know, a WWE fan meeting Becky Lynch or, you know, so on and so forth. Like, you know, you I mean, know. I, will, I will say
1: it makes me like, appreciate stuff more because uh, there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in the business, and it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that's not fair. That's just in life, and it makes you want to be like, "Fuck this, I quit" or whatever. But like, you know, getting a reception from you guys, or just that you guys come out and are happy to see us, like, it does mean a lot, you know. And it and it does make myself and others feel like a certain way. Like, okay, sometimes it is worth it, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, again, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I totally know what you. Uh, I totally
0: know what you mean. And as far as like you had mentioned, and I know I didn't like mention this on the sample questions I sent you, but you said there's still a lot that you want to do. What are some of your goals in wrestling that you have not accomplished yet that you still really want to do?
1: I don't know about what I have not accomplished. I mean, like, uh, I definitely want to go back to Europe. That was something I was gonna do. This year, I had a couple European tours planned out, but you know. Pandemic happened. Uh, I mean, so that's something I definitely want to go do. If I could go, I don't if I could go to Europe and stay for like a long, long time. I would do that. I just feel like they like me a little more over there. So you know, go where the love is at. Um, I was supposed to debut in Asia this year. COVID happened, so couldn't do that. So I would like to do that. Um, I would love to go to Japan again. If you know, I could find an opportunity there. That would be awesome. And uh, do some more stuff with Wow. And, Continue to be a regular at Shimmer. Like Those are some of the main things I would like to do, continue doing. Yeah,
0: speaking of wow, that's actually how I discovered you and became a fan initially. Hopefully they start you know, up sometime in the near future. Last time I talked to Samantha about it, she said that everything's on pause, obviously because of COVID, but I'm really excited to see the next season of that.
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, around this time we would probably be shooting Well. Wow actually so um, I know just you know David McClain and Jeannie Bus, they have a vision and I don't think part of their you know wow is a lot about the fans so I don't think the vision they have is a no fans kind of thing so unfortunately stuff is on hold until you know can figure out how to safely run shows with fans and just get past where we're at right now so we're all we're all waiting we're all in limbo hopefully hopefully something happens we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm excited because I know um prior to COVID they were talking about actually like touring and stuff like that. So I kept I kept saying come to Maryland, you know that would be awesome. So we'll just have to it see. It wasn't
1: work, yeah. No, not right now. Everything's
0: paused. <laughs> so um as far as my next question for you, because I'm really curious about this. So at uh Hell Half No Fear, you know Mission Pro Wrestling, you were doing commentating. Is that something that we can expect for you to do for you know? you know, multiple amount of shows? Are we going to see some Holiday in the Ring wrestling? Or, you know, what can we expect with that? Are you talking about for Mission Pro or just? Mission Pro right now.
1: Oh, uh, well, apparently I am booked for the next Mission Pro show as a uh, commentator. Um, honestly, when it came about, you know, I knew uh, Mel Thunderosa was, you know, doing the Mission Pro thing and, like, she made a status on Facebook. I jokingly, like, sarcastically was like, hey, you need somebody on commentator, let me know. Just, just throwing stuff out there or whatever. And then, I messaged Brian, like, more serious, like, hey, if you guys need any help, let me know. He's like, oh, I think Mel has you down for commentator. I'm like, oh, all right, I got some good commentary. So, uh, <laughs> <It> <laughs> yeah, is. the last show, I actually wrestled on the pre-show, which was not scheduled, but things happen. You always got to be ready to go. So, I wrestled the pre-show, went and changed, and then did commentary for the rest of the night. So, yeah, I know, you know, it's just, I'm just uh, in wrestling, just be prepared for whatever, yeah, so. I am booked on the next show as commentator. I I don't plan on you know bringing any wrestling clothes, but you never know stuff happens. Spot needs to be filled. I don't know. I'm always prepared. I'm
0: always ready to get in the ring. Exactly, and like w- with commentary, like I never even like pictured you ever doing it, but then actually seeing you do it, you kind of gave <laughs> me like Macho Man Randy Savage vibes when he did it back right, in the man. early nineties. I, 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 I like it a lot. That. It was really cool Thank and. You. Is that something that, like, you enjoy doing? Like, can you see yourself doing that? Maybe, like, life after wrestling or something like that.
1: Uh, like, when I when I said I would do it again, I was just joking. And then when she, like, officially booked me. I was like, oh, all right, I guess I got to be on my shit. Okay. <laughs> um, like, I didn't know how I would feel about it, honestly. But uh, Brittany Nicole, shout out to her. Like, she's just great, amazing person to work with. Like, me and her just clicked instantly, and we were just going off on one another, like, I mean, and that doesn't always happen, just having a chemistry with someone, and, like, we just vibed, and it was, like, somebody on Twitter, I think they said it was just, like, watching with their friends or something, and it was, like, that's how it felt, like, with us, the vibe, it was good. Um, life after wrestling, I don't know. Um, if there's, if there's interest out there, and people want to pay me to do it as a professional, yes. If somebody wants me to come in and do it for free or something like that, no. I mean, yeah. but I, I love, I love being in the ring, I love brutalizing my body and all that stuff. I would like to do that, you know, as long as I can or as long as the opportunities are there. But you never know in wrestling, so we'll see what happens. Exactly. Like,
0: it's always good to set yourself up for life after wrestling because you never know your next oh. match could be your last, you know. I- oh. Hope not, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, anything that happened in wrestling, good and bad. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's clearly something that you're very good at, in my opinion. And that's something that you could definitely pursue after wrestling. And and I really want to know, too, because I've never interviewed anyone on my show that's done commentary. So tell me a little bit about, like, what goes into, like, getting prepared for it.
1: I mean, you want to know the card, obviously. You want to know the people in the matches. If not, familiarize yourself with them. If you can watch like a match of everyone, that'd be good, just another style. But if not, at least beforehand, you want to get with everybody and just kind of take notes on get a little bit of their background, you know, or they train anything, any interesting tips they might want uh, or any interesting facts they might want to come across commentary. Just so we're calling the match, but we also have other kind of filler stuff to say, oh, this person does this. Da, da, da. Like I think Red Velvet, like she broke out some boxing moves and she mentioned to me that Her dad and I think granddad were a boxer. So that's something, you know, you could tie in or whatever. Just background info on the people pretty much. Yeah, I never
0: really thought of that. I thought of just, you know, they give you the card, they tell you, you know, who's gonna win, who's gonna loss and stuff like that. And you just go, I mean, I, every promotion I know is different. I, WWE is very scripted. So indies, I know it's got to be a little bit different. You kind of have more, you know, freedom, what you can say and all that. But I never actually, and it's kind of, I feel kind of dumb for saying it, but I never thought about like doing research on the actual wrestlers. So you
1: can bring up, you know, facts like this. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, because we're we're talking the whole show. Like, there is a difference between watching a show with no commentary and commentary. And, and there's shitty commentary and there's good commentary too. You don't want people who just like I. I mean, I've watched shows and where the commentary like they're not talking about the match at all. They're so they're going off about something else, and it's like I feel like that's very disrespectful to the people in the ring when your commentators are talking about something else that has nothing to do with what's going on. So, just to be prepared and be professional, like whether it's independent or some other major company. My thoughts, personally exactly like you know to me like
0: it's commentary is a big part of the match you know it it's kind of like the crowd too like there's different things that really factor in that really make everything come together and a good commentary really does a bad commentary can kind of water down the match a little bit too so yeah. I, I definitely feel like it's important to be prepared to have this knowledge and everything you know just in to make you know the magic happen or or like so now my next question too is, so when you started, you know, your wrestling, obviously everyone's dream is to make it a career. But when, what was the moment that made you say, hey, like, I can make this a full-time career?
1: Uh, I don't know if there was a moment where I said, hey, I can make this a full-time career. I mean, I know, like, that was what I was going towards. Like, I know there was a time I was living in L.A., I was working full-time at a law firm, actually. They always they were always good with my schedule. Like, if I'm like, I got to, you know, this weekend, I need to take off, whatever. They're like, whatever, just make up your time. Like, they even let me go to Japan for a couple months. I'm sure they were going to be like, peace out. But they are like, yeah, you know, come back, we value, blah, blah, blah. So that was good. But, I mean, I got to a point where, like, I mean, like, I was working wrestling just about every weekend, five days a week there. And I was getting to a point where I was getting depressed, like, going to that job. And, uh at the time, Thunder Rosa, she was living in Oakland, and she was on Lucha Underground. So she would come down to L.A. like to shoot, but she would come hang out with me or whatever. And so, like, in the morning, she would take my car. Like, when she would get up with me to take my car to work, and she would see me how it was in the morning, and then see me how it was, like, after. Like in the morning, just like, Ugh. and afterwards, like, yeah, let's go. Let's go train, whatever, whatever. And so one day, she just called me. was like, yo, look, I know you want to do this wrestling thing full time or whatever. If you want, you can come move with me and my husband in Oakland pay really cheap rent, and all you got to do is worry about wrestling full-time and training. And I was like, I was scared at first, but she's like, you know, this is what you want to do, like, take a leap. And I was like, fuck it. So I moved to Oakland, quit my job, and my Thunder Rosa charged me really cheap rent, so all I had to do was worry about wrestling and training, and, like, that was kind of the start of it, like, just to get in that mentality of, like, this is my job. This is what I need to focus on. I need to focus on training. I need to focus on getting booked and, like, keep bringing money in, because people think, like, because you're booked all the time, like, things are good, it's like, no, it's like, that's work to constantly be booked, like, it's a constant hustle, like, being on it, being independent, not being signed anywhere, not, not regularly working with a major company, like, you have to constantly put yourself out there, constantly make people aware that you exist, you're hot for some reason, you want to book me, even though I'm not with a major company, even though I'm not working on this major company, bring me to your company, so, I'm not sure. I'm I'm starting to ramble. I ramble. I'm not sure what the point I was making. Uh, (laughs) No,
0: I get the point that you're making. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely answered it. I I totally get what you mean. Like sometimes you have to bet on yourself. It is scary taking that kind of that being an independent, you know, contractor, basically like you don't have, you know, you're not going in every day, clocking in and clocking out somewhere. You have to get your own work and, you know, sometimes that's just what you got to do. Like you said, you were miserable at your job and, you know, wrestling was something that really made you happy. And like, I I don't want to say I can relate, but my one friend who wrestles, she works with me. She comes into work. Same thing, kind of like, uh, but then when she's, you know, at the, you know, in the ring, she's happy. She, you know, obviously she hasn't been able to wrestle for God knows how long because of COVID. But I've noticed a big difference in her when she's in the ring versus, you know, being at work. And, you know, sometimes you just, like I said, just take that bet and just do it. And I mean, obviously it's worked out very well for you and hopefully bigger and better things just keep coming for you I mean like like I said you're every time I I get on social media I feel like I see like a new booking for you somewhere so you know people like booking you you know
1: Uh, I appreciate the thought again I don't agree with you but you know (laughs) enough people do hopefully more will you know We'll, we'll see what time we'll see what the wrestling guys
0: have in store we'll see Exactly. Now, speaking of that, because I know Thunder Rose has done some work with AEW. Do you think that could be in the cards for you sometime in the future?
1: Uh, I'm not a booker. I'm not the person that makes those decisions. You know, I'm I'm open for any opportunity that comes my way. That's you know, if they if they ever feel they have an opportunity for me, I'd love to do that. But again, like a lot of stuff, it's not on me. It's it's on that's above my head. So but I'm, I'm ready. Whenever opportunity comes, I'll be ready for whoever, whatever company
0: exactly like i would love to see you on tv and it's kind of funny because like, you did make appearances on uh nxt and i think it was raw before so like...
1: <laughs> i don't think holla dead was on nxt or raw not
0: holla dead
1: okay then, okay but someone like, else who are, you, who are you talking to like, who was the interview with yeah, well you know what i mean no but, yeah. i don't say what you mean your alter oh. ego i don't know i don't have an alter ego <laughs> say what you mean speak your minds get it out say it what do you gotta say go ahead I wanna get this out. Go ahead. Uh not
0: Holiday. Okay, who was who was it? You said, who was it? Wasn't yeah. it like Cammy Fields or something like that? Okay,
1: for the record, Holliday has never met Cammy Fields. I don't know the, her, you know. I wish her all the best. She's she's you know, I've never appeared in Holiday's never appeared in WWE. Cammy Fields appeared on Raw and NXT against Bailey and I believe EO. So uh kudos to that girl, you know, she's she's hanging with some heavy hitters.
0: Exactly. More, more, more
1: than I've done. You know, I do have a match on the uh, WWE Network. But Holiday has never appeared on. WWE. Yeah, I did
0: see that. That was actually really cool. Um, so
1: so yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that. No more NXT appearances, but I do. I'm on the network. You're on the. You on made the an network. appearance on WWE Network. <laughs> I'm on the network for sure.
0: So now I got uh, I got two questions that Christy wanted um, me to ask you. Um, So the first one is, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being a professional wrestler?
1: Um, I mean, I have a few least favorites. Uh, two I'm going to go with, I'm going to pick two least favorite things. One is, like you said, I, I go different places. I travel a lot. I hate when people see that I'm going to be appearing in such and such city and I get a message that says, oh, hey, you coming in the city, you are not going to hang out? Wrestling is my job. Like, if I'm in someone's city, someone is paying me there, they're paying my travel, they're paying me to be there to work. Like, I'm not coming there to hang out. And I feel like that's very rude and, like, inconsiderate of someone to be like. Because I feel like a lot of times when you tell people you wrestle wrestle professionally and you're not working for WWE or something, they take it as a joke. They're like, oh, you don't have nothing going on with your day. You're not busy or whatever. Like, yeah, I am busy. I'm going into the city. I'm probably going to go to the gym that day eat something, then go to the show. If you do want to see me, you can come to the show and show support, but I'm working today. I know you might you might work Monday through Friday. I typically work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on the booking, but if I'm there, I'm there to work, not to fuck around or whatever. If I have some time, okay, cool. If not, don't hit me up saying, why couldn't I hang out with you? Why don't you come to the show? Why don't you try to get a ticket? You want to see me? One, okay. The other thing is uh, the politics, but in any, any way of life, any business, there's politics, but this is the business I'm in, so I can only talk about these politics, and I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, stuff you've heard before, you know, it's just a lot of times I see good people, like a lot of bad shit happens to the good people, like people who are just doing what they're supposed to, like doing the right thing, like they get shitted on, and it's usually, and I see a lot of people who are very shitty people in real life, they ascend because of the shitty shit they do, and it's just like, and it makes you, like, it makes you question, like, why am I giving my body and, like, all my time, energy, and love to this when I know, like, I'm never going to be a shitty person. I'm never going to backstab anybody. I'm not going to sleep my way to the top. I'm not going to do any fucked up shit. But these people who are, you know, they're going to get that. But I see people like, you know, the um, Eddie Kingstons, the Mercedes Martinez MVPs, like, those are people I look up to and I could say they've never, like, put their character or who they were on the line. They've always been them. And, like, good shit is happening for them. So there's hope to it that people who don't fall into the politics, things can happen for them. But it's usually, it's usually like shitty people rise to the top. Good people rise to the top. So it can happen, but there's always politics. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh,
0: I always had the mindset that karma will come back and bite shitty people in the ass. Good things happen to good people. I mean, sometimes, you know, it doesn't work that Not way.
1: no, no. <laughs> I just keep seeing shit. Shitty people might get I don't know, I feel like the shitty people they'll follow for a second a couple months go by and then they're they're right back. It's like, Oh, we forgot they did this. They're a horrible person. Oh fuck it, forget it. They wrestled good. All right, whatever. They can be shitty in real lives. We don't care, but yeah, you know. This is the business I'm in. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's obviously not fair, but you know, it is what it is. There are good things that do come to a lot of good people in wrestling though. You know, it it not all, you know, good people who do it the right way get the shit in of the stick. Some actually do come out on top. As far as like the shitty people, sometimes karma gets them, sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's just how life works, honestly. Yeah. Uh but um as far as like the first part, you mentioned like the hangout part. Are you talking about like your actual like friends that know you like when you're in their city, or
1: are you talking about like fans? Yeah. No, I'm talking uh, about them. Like, oh, okay. I feel like people don't necessarily respect you saying I'm a professional wrestler as it's my job. People just look at it as like, oh, you're just doing this on the weekend or whatever. Like, no, this is my full-time gig. Like, this is what pays my rent. Like, it's not a game. I'm on, I'm here on somebody else's dime. If you did want to come see me, come to the show. But yeah. They, they don't,
0: so, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly, like, friends should support you and come to your show, even if they don't like wrestling, like, if I wasn't a wrestling fan, and I had a friend who wrestled that was, near nearby, I would go, you know, shit, it's seeing your friend is supporting them, and what they like to do, so, I mean, you know, why not, I mean, it's not like the tickets are, like, crazy, it's not WWE tickets, where you're paying an arm I and mean, all.
1: <laughs> people, people always want to complain about prices, and this and that, and it's like, but you would, you would pay triple this to go see WWE, or whatever, and it's like, are you gonna support or not? Like don't come to me looking for freebies or discounts. You're gonna support, you're gonna support. If not, leave me the fuck alone. I don't know. <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> now the second
0: question that Christy had for you is um, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started wrestling that you now know?
1: Uh, uh, how do I gotta think on this one? I don't know. I feel like everything I was told you know, is good stuff, whether I took heed to it or not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I wish somebody would have told me don't fall in love with wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, this is a hard one. I don't know. I mean, people always say don't make you know friends in the business or don't get in the business to make friends. I never got in the business to make friends. I did make a couple good ones, so that's cool. I mean, people always say, have your exit strategy. I don't know if I've, you know, followed that all well, you know, kind of put all my eggs in the wrestling basket. Like, this is going to happen until I'm done with it. But, again, like you said, any match can be your last match. So, as much as I am passionate about it and want this to be the end-all, be-all, like, you know, I I know, you know, I know how my body feels. I know different elements I have and stuff. And, like, you know, this won't be forever. So, but, I mean, it's hard because when you feel a certain way about this one thing, and you don't have that same passion about other things, it's hard to start redirecting your energy. But, I mean, I guess that is something we all should do and save your money. I mean, I'm doing okay on that, you know. Um, I don't know what's, what's the question? I'm rambling again. Repeat the question.
0: No, I was basically saying, that, you know, <laughs> what is some knowledge that you wish you would have basically knew when you first started that you now know okay. kind of thing? Like, you
1: know, like the- uh, okay, okay. Um, uh, I would say research your wrestling schools just because – there's so many schools out there now and like so many popping about the blue like a lot of these schools they just want your money like they don't they don't care how good you are if you're good or whatever like these like for me I always thought I'll, I'll consider wrestling school a trade school for me a trade school I always thought you go you learn a skill you graduate and then you go off into the work world of course you still train but a lot of these schools they want they want you to stay at their school forever even if you graduate it's like they don't want you to do anything else. Don't do any other shows but ours. And they, they keep feeding you along and pull feed you whatever bullshit you want to hear just so that you'll keep going there and paying money there. Like, people, you should want to have your student out working, saying this is my product or whatever. But people, everybody's greedy. A lot of people aren't really meant to be trainers. But schools, again, are popping up left and right. Do your research on schools. Talk to wrestlers, where they went, experiences. And just because somebody has a name doesn't mean they're a good teacher either. So just, uh, yeah, be cognizant of that. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Like, I get it. Like, it's a business. You need to make money to survive. But then if you're being shitty about it you're going to get that bad reputation. Like I've heard a lot of good things about Booker T's school of reality of wrestling and stuff like that. Like you hear all these positive uh-huh. feedback from the school. So I think that's like a good thing, you know, and um, I interviewed someone like two months ago. Um, she trained at Ember Moon's dojo. So it's like when you have these good experiences at these, um, you know, schools, it's kind of to me. It's kind of like free advertisement when you get them out of the school and get them in wrestling.
1: Mm-hmm. It kind
0: of, it's good for you because then people can say when you start making a name for yourself. You know, you could say, "Hey, well, I started here," and that kind of builds up the reputation for that school. And um, I mean, obviously Booker T's a big name, you know, but he. Know. So from what I heard, he really cares and really is very detailed with you know his trainees and everything like that like oh my god I feel like almost every wrestler that I've interviewed has gone through his school in some way shape or form so I mean that's a really good thing you know I'm not like I, I well, as far as like training school I really don't know of many I know here in Maryland there's MCW but I mean apparently you know according to what you said there must be kind of like all over the place but you know there's only so many that have that like really big name at least in my from what
1: I've heard. I mean, yeah, just where you're at locally, but like, I mean, just keeping up on social media, like I see, I feel like I see new schools popping up every week and like some of them are all in the same areas. And it's just like, there's so much, there's so much petty drama that goes on behind wrestling and stuff between like, and a lot of it's sometimes between this trainer and this trainer. So your student can't work with my student, this and that. And it's like, fuck, they came here to train and be wrestlers and like go out in the world, train them to be a wrestler, train them to deal with like unprofessional people or people who have beef or heat or whatever, like. It's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of egos, it's a lot of overplayed egos in wrestling, and you got to deal with all of that, and that even – especially even in training,
0: unfortunately. Exactly. Like, you know, you need – as a train, a trainer in wrestling, you do need to teach them about how to handle these situations too because I had um, Casey Lennox on my show last month, and she was telling me about the knowledge that Santana Garrett passed to her, and it wasn't just in ring. It was about how to carry yourself outside mm-hmm. the ring too, and I feel like that's a very important thing. To really teach you know the students because you know when once when you you know start making a name for yourself there's going to be a lot of drama there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to have to deal with you know from fans social media other wrestlers and there's a lot more to it than just being in the ring for you know from what I've been told
1: and it all makes sense absolutely there's in ring when you go to a show how you're supposed to act just acting around in the locker room and I mean, some of these places, they don't teach you that. They just teach you how to come and work in our school and keep paying us money and not go anywhere. Like, some of these schools will tell you, like, oh, don't go to the Indies. You need to be focused on getting signed somewhere and da-da-da. Like, okay, that's not everybody's path, and there's and there's so much wrestling out here now. Like, someone can wrestle anywhere. I don't. I feel like a school is doing someone a deterrence to say, only come here if you want to work for company A and company A only. And, if, they're, and I mean, if, that's, if that's the case, then a the school should say that and be upfront about it. But but it's, it's all it's all a game. Like, I think Triple H has one of the the best songs ever. Like, you know, before I, when I was just a fan, I didn't, I didn't get it. As a, as a worker now, I'm like, this motherfucker is all about the game and how you play it. Like, that's a fucking shoot. This is straight up, like, it is all about the game and how you play it. And I laugh about it now thinking like, that motherfucker put that in a song. I bet the boys in the back, like, how some of their responses were looking like, this motherfucker. Yeah. It's all
0: about the game and how you play it. Straight
1: exactly. Up. He ain't lying. Speaking
0: no, of Triple H's theme, I like his original theme back from, like, the late 90s DX. I, I forgot what it's called, but. I was
1: about to say, which
0: one is that? It was, it was the same people that sung the DX song, I believe. It was just. Okay. A new, I, I, I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, that, is, that song from, like, the late 90s was my all-time favorite uh, Triple H theme. But, yeah, the game, I, I, I do like that song, too.
1: It's, but,
0: it's real, real life. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah. And you yeah. don't even know it, you know, it's right no, in it's, your face. No, I had no
1: idea. I just thought it was a cool song as a kid. No, he was really telling a story that I mean
0: <laughs> nothing about at the time. Yep. All right. So I got two more questions for you and I'm sure you'll get into this one. So I know anyone who's a holiday fans knows that you're super into being fit, working out, going to the gym. So tell me a little bit about like your workout routine, your diet. Like how do you keep yourself in holiday shape? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I don't have a routine. I don't have a diet. Like, I train and I eat right. I know people are like, they want some fucking secret or whatever. For one, my body's not where I want it to be at all. It never will be. Like, I'll never be satisfied. For two, there is no special secret diet pill or nothing. Just fucking eat right. Like, like it's I know people are like, oh, it's so cliche. Eat your fucking balanced meals. Cut out your fried foods, fast foods portion control, like, we can eat what we want, it's about portion, like, yeah, and, like, now, being in the gym is, like, therapeutic for me, so, like, that's something I'll always do, train, like, I'm actually one of those people that enjoy being in the gym, I enjoy lifting weights, I don't know, I can't explain the feeling to you, unless, if you're a meathead, you get it, you know, Uh, the pump, as Arnold, the legendary Arnold said, you know, the pump is one of the greatest feelings ever, so, yeah, no, I mean, I just, I train usually in the gym five, six days a week, and, I eat a lot of chicken, <laughs> different, different, different marinades to the chicken. But like, I mean, you know, try to eat like the lean meats, chicken, fish, ground turkey. I don't really buy pork. Like I buy a steak every blue moon or whatever. Um, don't eat so many carbs. If you do, you know, don't eat the sh- shitty carbs, you know, get your sugar from natural stuff like fruit. Uh, I'm not a dietitian, so don't quote me on any of this, but <laughs>
0: No, no, it totally makes sense, like, when it comes to all this that is stuff. My... It is all common sense, but a lot of people don't think about it. But, like, you know, you're talking about the gym. I, I you know, I personally don't feel that same way when I go to the gym. I kind of get, like, intimidated. Like, for me, I like to go for walks and the jog. That's very therapeutic to me. I like to do all the cardio kind of stuff. Um, The one thing with me, like, personally, is I could lift and – do all these upper body workouts, and I just don't gain muscle. It's just I feel like it's kind of like my beta- metabolism, because I can eat as much as I want to, and I don't gain anything. So, it's kind of like one of those things for me. Like I've even tried like protein shakes and stuff like that, and I did nothing works for me.
1: But, uh, I'm about to open your diet. I don't know if your podcast like once to hear that i was like, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Like, what what is your regular like meal? Through the day, like what do you eat during regular the today? Sorry if I'm boring. Yeah, buddy. you good?
0: Um, well, we do kind of eat a little fast food pretty mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. See, that's why like I had these really like stellar looking abs, and then right before right. the show I had you know right. McDonald's, so you know that just killed it. <laughs> but McDonald's now like killed all the abs.
1: Bro.
0: I I've been doing better with sodas though. I, I
1: kind yeah, of cut that out. Yeah, you gotta cut you gotta cut that out. Cut sodas out. Cut juices out. That's like hella sugar. Like I drink I'm a lot water. of juice. Yeah, that's so much fucking sugar. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's fat. I'm telling you, that's, that's the bad sugar. Natural sugar is with fruits. But even then, like, you still don't want to, like, go binge on a bag of grapes at midnight because that's a bunch of sugar that's just sitting there. Sugar turns to fat. Give me all a science lesson. It's, it's basics, it's what they tell you, I'm like the fucking food pyramid. Eat three meals a day, portion your shit out, try to stay away from fr- fried foods, fatty foods, fast foods, soda, pop, juice. Cut it out.
0: Well, I'm trying to right start with fast food.
1: That sounds cliche. That's
0: mm-hmm. it. I know. It all makes sense. But yeah, for me, like I'm going to try to cut out fast food. Other than Five Guys Burgers, I'll never give them up. But other than that, you know. How
1: you, know, are you fast food?
0: Probably like. See, don't
1: lie. Don't lie. You got to be truthful. Dude. Probably like
0: twice a week. Every Saturday I get Wendy's breakfast. I'll be honest with you. Because they got the best breakfast. You know, not a lot of people know about that. And then usually like one other time during the week, we'll get like McDonald's.
1: There's one right up the street. Okay, when you're not eating out, like, what are y'all eating at home? What kind of foods y'all eating at home?
0: If uh, Christy is home, she'll usually make some kind of, like, meat, veggie kind of thing, you know. What kind um, of meat? What kind of meat? Uh, Pork? Uh, beef? Beef what? is usually the most popular yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, you want to say Red meat? You gotta get ground turkey. Ground, you know. Season yep. it up. It's just the same. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: Um. at my work, I get, like, uh, free credit, so I got um, ground turkey, like, a few weeks ago, and that was pretty good, but it just it doesn't fill me up, though. I feel like it's kind of like bacon, where it just, like,
1: shrinks, you know, so it didn't really do me justice. Like, getting in shape and everything, like, it's a discipline. Like, you, like, you're so used to something, like, you do really have to start cutting those things out, and you have to discipline yourself, saying, okay, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. Like, and meal prepping helps a lot of that, so, like, Pick a day, like, if Sunday's your free day, like, you're gonna make all your meals for the week. That stops you from being like, oh, I'm tired, I don't wanna go home and cook, I'm just grab some fast food right quick or just make something cheap. There's no excuse, your shit is already there. Like, but it starts, like, with the discipline here, like, if you really want it. I know everybody says that, but it's true. Like, if you want it, you have to work for it. There's no fucking secret diet pill. There might be for, like, a weekend, but, you know, if you're trying to maintain, you gotta, you have to change the way you live. Exactly, and, like, when you're talking about,
0: like, the whole, like... Training yourself not to do it and stuff like that. Uh, as for a soda, Christy keeps buying sodas and it's and when it's right and she puts it in the fridge in my game. Don't blame room, it on
1: of, her. Don't yeah. blame it on her.
0: But, you know, when you it's like you want pepper. something, you know, and it's right there in front of you, it's so tempting.
1: Okay, do you want that soda or you want the abs? You want the abs and you'll pour it down the, the drain and be done with it, but you don't. You want that sugary sweet pop. See? I'll from? definitely Where try you to from? do it. next. Where are you
0: from?
1: Huh? Where are you from? Maryland. Okay, y'all say soda, huh? Yeah.
0: Where mm. you? How do you say it? Pop. Pop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Know, but, yeah.
1: We say soda. soda. All right. I'll. I'll allow it. That's fine. I know That's some the,
0: people call it like belly wash.
1: I've never heard of that. No, I've heard that. It's
0: usually like um. The guy that I heard it from, he was in like a YouTuber in like South Carolina or something.
1: Sounds Southern. You no know offense. Sounds Southern. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think it is a Southern thing. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so we talked about the diet and all that kind of stuff. And I will say that next time we cross paths, I will do my best to have better abs than you. But now no, the last, no,
1: no, no. the last
0: and final thing I got for you is you had mentioned in the Q and A that we did that you uh, like to play video games and you like to visit museums. So I gotta talk about video games because I'm a huge gamer. So, um, what
1: kind of games are you into? All right, not to deceive anyone, I'm not any kind of ultimate gamer or whatever. Um, when I say I play games, I'm very frugal with my money. Like I don't like to, I don't like to buy these new systems because it's like. Then two years later I gotta buy another one. I gotta keep fucking upgrading. I have an Xbox three sixty. All the Xbox three sixty games are like twenty bucks right now. I'm still on that and I'm gonna stay on that until that shit doesn't work anymore. But I like um I mean, I like mainly like single player games like all those Assassin's Creed's uh Grand Theft Autos, like single player games with stories, like I I, I enjoy those. Those that's mostly what I play. Or like fucking Tekken or Street Fighter or something like that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way when it comes to single-player games. When I was younger in high school, I did all the online games, Gears of War, Call of Duty, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just to the point where people are so competitive, and you know, people usually yeah. play the same game. I just cannot keep up with it, so I kind of stick with single-player games. Like I love Resident Evil, um, the Mass Effect games. Um, there are some really good games for the three six. No, it was actually for the PS3, same generation. they like um beyond two souls like those games where you play where you control the story like you make the decisions and it kind of has a factor into the end and like stuff like that um i you know i do like if you anyone knows me knows i have like every system i have the ps2 ps3 ps4 xbox 360 xbox one i have the um
1: ps5 and whatever the new xbox is you have that pre-ordered i'm assuming not the xbox i don't have the
0: playstation pre-order i'm going to get the ps5 eventually but i want to actually see if there's any hardware issues first you know yeah, kind of yeah. the 360 when uh, that first came out it had the red ring of death and you know i don't want to experience that again but yeah i don't play video games as much as i would like to anymore due to just work uh, school mm-hmm. podcasting you know it just it's comes with it getting older. no i need to
1: i would like to play get in fantasy world more but you know adult shit happens
0: exactly every weekend i sit there and say oh i'm gonna play the crap out of this game and then just throughout you know the week being all drained from work i just want to sleep on the weekend so that's that's life right there Excellent. and you mentioned museums because i'm actually really interested in that like i'm not i've never i haven't been to a museum since i was like in elementary school but i do think they're kind of neat so what kind of museums do you like to visit uh
1: anything about history uh I- enjoy history very much so any kind of history museum um usually any kind of science museum pretty fucking cool to me I'm, I'm a nerd dork whatever but yeah that shit's cool to me I can a day at the museum is like I'm good you take me there we're good we're good to go like, that's like a kid in the toy store for me mm-hmm. museum, so yeah yeah, see, there's a
0: really good, like, science um, museum somewhere in Baltimore I want to go to. I, that's one that I went to when I was younger, but I want to, me and Christy have been talking about it for years about going to it, and we just keep putting it off and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, the one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is I, I'm a big Egypt person. I love history of Egypt. I love the movies, you know, the mommy and all that kind of stuff. I've seen that you've posted pictures before. You're, like, in the desert. Was that in Egypt, or?
1: I did go to Egypt this past January. I did. Before the pandemic,
0: mm, I am jealous as shit. Was that for like a wrestling show, or are you just like? That was that?
1: because I wanted to go visit Egypt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm super jealous because that's like on my bucket list, and I'll no,
1: it was probably it was never.
0: you will probably far,
1: never
0: look. probably never go there. It's like why? Up-
1: why are you putting that negative energy out in the world? Like, why are you saying?
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna do it one day. Okay. Well, you
1: don't no, The way you said it, you don't even believe me. You rolled your eyes like I don't know. I
0: don't know. I just, I just don't really travel a lot. Like the most traveling I do is like you doing, travel for wrestling. Oh yeah, that's a different. Wrestling, you know, and it's not like a plane trip to like the other side of the world. You not like
1: different. you don't like
0: planes? Is that is that? A oh no, I don't mind
1: planes. You know. All right. So uh, uh, what was the excuse? What was what's, what's the problem? What are we talking? My, uh, minus COVID. Minus COVID. What are we talking? What's the problem?
0: I Honestly, I don't know. The only time I've really taken a, a plane is either to go to Florida or to go to Disney World or to go to Minnesota to see the Vikings, and that's like. Are you worried
1: it's too long of a plane ride? They feed you, you know. They do feed I know. you. Okay.
0: But yeah, I never. I had, a, I had a layover.
1: I had a layover in Ethiopia, which was way out of the way. But but they do have fucking cots in the Ethiopian airport. They have cots for you to lay the fuck down. I was mesmerized, like I was like that's how people miss flights. But that was so dope. I was. It was like 2, 3 in the morning. I was recording like, there's fucking cots. Because that was like, I they, <laughs> they have cots. Because they know this is a layover airport. Come mm-hmm. sleep, wake up, take your flight, fuck off. Yes, yeah, so hopefully you don't miss your flight, though. I'm sure a yeah, lot no, of people have yeah, no, done that. As I said, a lot of people probably miss their flights sleeping in these comfortable-ass cots. But yeah, go. Stop making excuses. Save some money. Buy your non-refundable ticket and stuff so you got to go. There's mm-hmm. no excuse. Yeah, Go. I'm gonna look into it.
0: I'm gonna see how much plane tickets are and just kind of start doing the research because that's definitely something I've been wanting. I'm gonna
1: about. send you a link. So you can send me a link, okay? So what the company I went through? I'll send you a link. So maybe you'll see, see something. Like it was dope. It was an that. experience of a lifetime. It was, it was fucking amazing. You should go experience it. Okay, yeah, I definitely. Well, I
0: gotta talk Christine to doing it because she's scared of planes. So oh no, okay, you're not, going. Never, you're not going. Never, you're not. You're not going. Never mind. I didn't know she was scared of planes. You're not. No, going. she's scared of planes. She's never done it in her life. Oh, she's never been on a plane ever. Never, no. Okay,
1: well you gotta you gotta make some small trips first. You came to be like, all right, babe, we're going to Egypt for twenty something hour flight. Yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta go somewhere small. Just give her some alcohol, and knock her out. I think that might help. I don't know. If that's a, that's a long plane ride. I don't <laughs> fly straight through. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she will be out that long. But yeah, we'll see. Ease her into it. Take her. Fly to New York for something. I don't know. Fly to New York. That
0: that would be a really quick flight because that's like a two-hour, two, two, right. two three-hour yeah, drive. Start her,
1: you got to start her off. I don't think she's ready to fly, to fly to California yet. She's never been on a plane, you know.
0: got to ease her into it. I'll, I'll see what she says about that. I hear her giggling in the background, so she hears <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: Don't be afraid, Christy. It's all right. It's okay.
0: But... <laughs> But, um, yeah, Holly, um that's all the questions that I have, including the ones that she wanted me to specifically ask you. So, wow, that was that was really fun, and that was definitely longer than the, you know, the 20, 20 30 minutes that you probably thought it was going to be. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. I don't um, know. You got to talking about diet and gym and stuff. The, I,
0: I knew that would spark some, you know, well, a, a conversation with you. Oh, yeah. For but, sure. um, yeah, thank you so much for uh joining us today on O Face Wrestling. Um, it was definitely an honor you've been like top of the list for a minute now, so I'm glad I can check that off. Cool,
1: cool, cool. I'm honored to be top of the list. Uh, hope this is somewhat enjoyable for your listeners, it doesn't get too boring or I'm not rambling too much. Hope it's okay.
0: I think they'll <laughs> like it. I mean, a lot of my friends who follow my podcast have been asking for, like, the longest time, like, why don't you have Holiday on, Holiday, Holiday? So now I guess that sit there and say, well, here you go, you know. Why? Because um, uh, you think I bugged you a lot about this. You should see how much, yeah. like, you know, like uh, the, the O-Face squad members bug me all the time in the chat. Like, why don't you have Holiday? So, yeah, I finally got you on the show, so hell yeah. So
1: I'm honored. I'm glad uh, to thank you all for the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, So do you want to share any of your social media or if you have any Patreon you want to share? Sure.
1: Social media. If you're on Facebook, I have a fan page. Just look up Holiday, H O L I D A D. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Holiday. Or you can follow me on Instagram, at Holiday and I, one word, just like it sounds. Uh, where else am I? You want some merch, you can email me directly at holidaywrestling.com. Only for merch or other serious inquiries, not just talk. I have storefrontier, storefrontier.com slash holiday, and patreon.com slash holiday. All of those. Follow me. Send me something. A like, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and as a um i don't know what you call it a pledge or whatever as a member of your patreon i will say that it is definitely worth it um i do the 50 dollars uh-huh. tier and you definitely get a lot in it so i mean join I was us. wondering.
1: I was, I was wondering if i was sl- slacking in my okay
0: no i think it's pretty entertaining content you know so far at least and you know you're well, my new first to thing, it i'm as doing
1: well. a subscription service so i'm trying to hopefully i'm keeping people engaged i hope so
0: Yeah, I mean, me and Christy are liking it so far, so you're doing a good job. Thank you, guys. No problem. Thank you again. Um, Thank you, everyone, for, you know, tuning into this episode. And uh, one last time, thank you so much, Holly, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling.
1: Thank you, O-Face.